Mark Breitenbach, welcome to the 5G5 Records podcast. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, Elliot. Today's podcast is being produced by Boots the Cat. Boots, running the soundboard over there. My, I've, my kitty cat, yeah. I've never seen a cat adjust levels on a soundboard like Boots can. She's pretty talented. That tail of hers is like, it's almost like a um, like a monkey tail that can grab onto a tree, you know? She, she can do that with the little soundboard mixing channels first she jumps up on it and then hits like crazy mute buttons well yeah and then she likes to rubber her face on the side of the board which is where the level adjustments are so she changes levels that's i mean that's their plan though she's got she's she knows what she's doing she's better than half the engineers i know kind of yeah yeah she does uh... boots is the cat who could run sound no boots a ton of feedback yeah she's a good kitty cat she's just staring at us right now like when am i gonna get my podcast i mean a cat laying on a soundboard is like laying like a dude laying on a bed of nails i mean it cannot be comfortable with all those knobs and buttons and that's true but she does love um she loves jumping on your lap. She loves jumping on your lap and curling up and then not moving a muscle. I love kids jumping on my lap. Did he say kids? I think he said kitties. He meant kitties. He did, yeah. yeah. He gets. Con- he's the oldest president that we have. 78, or that we've ever had, rather. Not that we have multiple presidents. American History with Mark Breitenbach right. today on the 525 Records Podcast. Right. Once upon a time, a guy named Paul Revere. Oh, man. The heat kicked on. The heat is on. It's on the street. The heat is on. So we had a podcast already, but I was in the hospital when you did that, and I, I felt like I got the shaft on that one because i was doped up and you just brought like you recorded me through your those little clip-on speakers right mics i mean you did you got the shaft you got all three and a half inches of my (laughs) ginger shaft tahoe jackson nobody understands what that means (laughs) only the patreon patreon people well We've got we've we've come up we've had a lot of inside jokes since you've been here. We got thanks, buddy. We got smells like weed. We got where's my fucking dinner? Where's my fucking podcast? <laughs> where's my fucking podcast? The next new po- the next new pod next podcast from five two five. Your dick is so big it could save the world. <laughs> my dick is so big it gets horny at the crack of dawn. That's where was that from? We just heard that the other night. That was um oh man, I can't remember his name now. God damn it. It was on the Showtime special though. That uh, we watched uh we watched the five episode series of, of the comedy store. Which was pretty interesting, I gotta say. Yeah, the comedy store doc series is freaking amazing. Definitely recommend it. Don't recommend the John Belushi doc though. <laughs> I wasn't uh we tried to watch that last night and uh I just ended up my eyes closed and just it wasn't that interesting. How far did you make into it? It's a lot of phone interviews. It was. It was a lot. It was all phone interviews. 
and then mixed with you know clips that everybody's seen of John Belushi pretty much so but I do love Belushi I mean it was fine go watch it if you one of the old comedians in the comedy store doc had that joke but man I'm so horny (laughs) not even the crack of dawn is safe (laughs) I cannot remember which one it was but it was one it was one of the older comedians one of the originals but that's it we could we could take a fucking nap right now if we wanted to (laughs) That through the podcast, Mark takes a nap. Grumpy old bros. Grumpy old bros. We did fall asleep last night in the living room watching <laughs> Watch the Belushi Duck. It's true. I woke up. I was like, "Why am I in your arms, Elliot?" <laughs> you were like, <clears throat> "Just." I was cold. We just realized how <laughs> grumpy. We are. The car drives down the street. Oh, I don't like that guy. That's true. There was a dude that was speeding down the spe- street, like going five miles above the speed limit. And went like that guy. We just sit around and fart and bitch about everything. Right. Right. <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty much the truth. It's grumpy old bros. Grumpy old bros. You're a big fan of the band Nerf Herder. They just, I just remember, I mean, yes, I was a big fan of them, and now I am again. I like them again. I, I forgot about them for a long time, but they, then. They were big in the 90s, right? Yeah, like 96 or something like that, 97, 96. I think is when the first, that, that album came out that had the Van Halen song in it. I bought Van Halen one. It was the best damn record I ever owned. Nerf Herder, I, I don't like them. I think they suck. Well, you're. You used to like them. Nerf Your Herder, tastes have changed. Nerf Herder to me is like if Blink-182 and Weezer made a corporate <laughs> test tube baby that just had no artistic integrity. And oh was my just God, I disagree entirely. To be on the radio. I, get, I, can't disagree, I can't tell you how badly I disagree with that. They, they make songs for nerds. They're just, all their songs are about nerds. And they, um, they have really clever lyrics. And they're not all over the radio. They didn't get like any radio play. Like, I wonder how many of the listeners will know who Nerf Herder is. That's the saddest part is their attempt at a corporate <laughs> test tube baby failed miserably. That's, see, <clears throat> this is what bugs me. This, you, 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 you like to shit on music that seems like it's too corporate or it's too radio or something like that. But there's a reason that it's too corporate or too radio, and it's because people that that sells and and somebody found and plus these dudes probably like that music. So what's wrong with them liking that music and then performing the kind of music that, that, that it's kind of like it's kind of like fuel, right, <laughs> or something? Bush. <laughs> okay, sure. It's kind of like glycerine. Um, man, that stuff was you know all that all that shit was was popular for a reason and i find that there's probably something to be grabbed from it that you can then translate into whatever your music is what about green day do you like green day well see there's a great example of a band like so many other bands who yeah. you know started really awesome and then eventually just yeah they turned into like oh we're gonna get a broadway play it, and, you get too big but, you get well, to a level i disagree i think it's you get too old I don't think these guys, no, I think they no, just no, aged, no, dude. No. I'll give you another good example. All right. Run the Jewels, one of your favorites. Oh, man. Well, that's... Killer I mean... Mike was about as close to a revolutionary MC as you could ever get. LP 
drones over Brooklyn. I mean, these these two guys mm-hmm. were independent. They were outside but, the system. And, and now they're getting paid, and you don't like it anymore. Well, they signed to a major, and before you know it, I mean, they're doing Nike deals, and they got you know face masks, merch. How's the music, though? I don't know. I stopped it's, listening. It's fucking dope. It's still really good. It's not. It's it's not. They they didn't. Your your sellout scenario is only as valid as the fact that everything sells out, dude. I'm just saying. all of your all of your things that you love sold out because they are you are listening to them and making they are making money because you're listening to them. They've been folded into the Sony machine now, just like Rage Against the fucking Tool. Rage Against the Tool. I just don't. I and don't. it's just sad to see, you know. Because uh, is it? Why? Well, LP, I believe, was uh, said on Twitter that it got. It just the fact was it got too big for us to manage on our own, and this is why we had to go to the dark side. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, uh, again, it's, it just blew up. They couldn't do it anymore. One of my favorite uh, KEXP in studio performances was from I don't know, God, seven years ago, I think, but it was. The Killer Mike, um, Despot, and Mr. Motherfucking Esquire. I don't know if you ever got into him, but he had that song, Drunk Driving on a Wednesday. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That okay. guy was awesome. But well, they did, uh, the Killer Mike did Untitled Live in Studio. Mm-hmm. It was the hottest fire that's ever been dropped on a live radio that's program. That's a great album, too, by the way. Rap music is. That, that whole album that he has his solo on his fantastic. I don't trust the church or, or the, the government. government. Democrat, Democrat Republican. Republican. But now... But now what? You can't say that shit when you work for Sony. Why? Because Sony doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah, so what? So? They don't... That doesn't stop them. That doesn't stop them, dude. You're crazy. Just because they want... The, they're not, they're not going to sell albums if they don't do the shit that they already did. Because of people like you liking it, you know, and then going, oh, just because they're on a big label doesn't mean that they're not making good music anymore. That's crazy. I'm happy they're making money because I can't afford to support them. So <laughs> let's uh, let Sony support them. They're, they're too. They're yeah. They're too large. But what about like old ninety sevens? They never got really. You know, they had their moment and then they dropped down you know they were signed to a big warner i think or something and then you know two two records later they were back on an indie and i could see the same thing happen with run the jewels i guess i don't disagree that something does change when when studios get involved but i think it's more the overproduction of shit than it is the the content of the shit right now there's some poor child (laughs) slave labor in some horrible country (laughs) Making PS fives. No, making Run the Jewels merch. <laughs> no, no, no. That is not true. There is not some poor child labor making Run the Jewels merch. There is, bro. There is. There is now. Now that you said it, it comes into existence. I don't think. So. I don't. I mean, you could. Be, I don't have any proof that you were wrong, but I don't think you have any proof that you are right either. So, you're listening to the Five Five Records podcast. My guest today, Mark Breitenbach. Hello, hi. Proud owner of the best kitty in the whole wide world. <laughs> this is turning into the Boots podcast, dude. <laughs> Boots is running sound. She's I know, but on the soundboard. Yeah, she's she's riding the wheels. 
you could see it though, she is really close to the soundboard and she's, she definitely has adjusted some levels for us. She knows what she's doing though. More than I do. Oh, what the hear hell that? was that, dude? It's oh, my stomach. <laughs> we should do the next podcast with your stomach and see what else it has to say. Tell us more, stomach. Uh, do you find this? Do you think this is a better, um, at, like, a uh, place to do a podcast in the living room, or do you think the hospital was a better place to do a podcast? Uh, no, this is definitely much better. Much better. Although I did have a pretty pimp room at the hospital. It was a nice, big, I mean, private room. There's like no interruptions. How hot were those nurses? They were pretty hot. Some of them were pretty hot. They were all really nice, too. That was the other thing. It's like Courtney Love, you know? They're smoking it's, hot. They come in and jam you full of fucking narcotics. Well, yeah, it's hard to, to yeah, it's hard to go down that road when you're kind of having to use a urinal to pee and... You, somebody has to watch you get in and off the toilet so that they make sure you don't fall. It's it's hard to get like horny in that situation. Where's my fucking delouded? That did come up a couple times. It's like uh, a delouded angel coming into your room. Mark. Hello. Mark, time to wake up. Oh, thank God my delouded angel is here. Time for me to shoot you full of delouded and then give you a hand job. Uh, impossible. There was no. I was too drugged up, man. That wasn't. There was no sexy thoughts in my head. Mark, I have horrible news. What happened? It's your doctor. Yes. Yes, doctor. We were supposed to amputate your left leg, but yeah. we got your penis instead. <sighs> oh, god dang it. I was worried about that. I told you guys you should mark which leg you were going to amputate. That's the good news. Now here's the bad news. Oh, what's the bad news? Wait, the good news is that you amputated my penis? What's the bad news? Bad news is I just saved a lot of money on my car insurance. Oh. I, I think that every all that was all the way around bad news. Come on, man. Get a life. You're, you did that whole thing backwards. <laughs> Welcome back to the Five Five Records podcast, brought to you by LaCroix. Lemon favored. <laughs> Lemon flavored. <clears throat> Lemon flavored LaCroix is a refreshing, tasty beverage, naturally essenced, zero sodium, zero sweeteners, zero calories. It's pronounced LaCroix. LaCroix is an innocent, delectable treat. An innocent, delectable treat makes you sound super perverted, dude. It, with the ingredients only carbonated water and naturally essenced flavors. Anyone can enjoy a sparkling water lemon LaCroix. Especially the innocent. Without all the guilt. LaCroix. The guilty will not enjoy it, no. LaCroix Gox. What's that? The Australian. Australian site. LaCroix. Uh... There's another LaCroix in the cooler. LaCroixy. <laughs> LaCroixy. Who was that dude that had the, on uh, Kill Tony, was it? It had the worst. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, Kill, Tony's like, uh, 
He's an open micer yeah. going on Kill Tony Times. Oh, what, what else do we do? What else should we know about you? Oh, I'm really good at impressions. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Well, what, what can you do? I can do an Australian accent. Was it, it was that girl, right? Or something? She sounded like a... <laughs> no, it was a dude. Are you sure? Yeah. But his uh, he had the worst Australian It was horrible. Ever. They thought he was Irish or Scottish. Scottish. <laughs> it, was, it was a spot-on <laughs> Scottish. Sean Connery. Yeah, right. But it sounded nothing like... Nothing like an Australian yeah. accent. And yeah, that was a that that was a dude. That's right. Yeah, I wasn't a big Kill Tony fan until you came around. Somebody who somebody who was fantastic at impressions though was Phil Hartman. Oh. And I bring this up because you're probably one of the world's biggest Simpsons fans. I am. You happen to have, you know, a premier collection of Simpsons merchandise and memorabilia i do one of which is a vintage still in the box mm-hmm. mint condition troy, troy mcclure yes action figure yes w- would you say that's your favorite piece in your ensemble collection uh yes i would say that i love that piece yes. somebody, somebody else who's horrible in impressions <laughs> is my guest today mark brighton right i could do a popeye pretty good you want to hear my popeye sure go for it Bro, that's a Laka impression. No, I don't think so. Oh, like Andy Kaufman? Where the fuck is my podcast? How about how about Kermit? Why are there so many songs about rainbows? I was I was thinking about the Simpsons. Like I remember one time I was a kid. I was on this flight and they rolled down the screen to play a movie. And it was a it was a brand new. You remember the Tracy Ullman show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't the Simpsons get their start on that as a short? They did. Yeah, it was one of the shorts on there. Totally. Yeah, very. I don't know why I have this memory of being on an L ten eleven in a middle <laughs> seat. They roll down the projector. They're playing the Tracy Ullman show. We're flying into LAX, and then right at the end. I, I saw the very first Simpsons as a little side sketch in the Tracy Ullman show as we're landing, and uh, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy. No, you, do you remember you, that? You're totally right, and yeah, they sounded they sounded different. I mean, Homer did, did anything like he does now, and they were drawn differently. But yes, that's where they started at. In the late '90s, we used to sit around and with anticipation for the Simpsons to come on Fox. Yeah, at whatever it was, 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. It was like the whole, you know, bane of the day. It was the the whole purpose. Like, oh, Simpsons is on Simpsons tonight. Simpsons is on. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no. I remember going to Mervyn's as an eighth grader and getting my first Bart Simpson T-shirt. I think it was Bartman, actually. But yeah, yep. I, I loved uh, loved the Simpsons forever and ever. Another master of impressions, Hank Azaria. Oh, brr, keeping it Brockmire. Yeah, he is fantastic in The Simpsons, as well as just about anything else that he does. We were watching the scuba instructor from Along Came Polly. That's classic. Yes, yes it is. Polly, are you for scuba? <laughs> Another Simpsons cast member that I'm a huge fan of is Harry Shearer. Oh, yeah. He was in Spinal Tap. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. been in a million things. Yeah. He's got a great podcast called Le Show. You should definitely check it out. Yeah, I think you uh, you told me about it. I've, I've heard it a few times. It is pretty good. It it's news good. and politics for Democrats. Yeah, it's a little more, um, yeah, for Democrats, and it's a little more NPR-ish, I would say, than 
yeah. But I mean, talk about a podcast that's a lot of work every week. I mean, he drops it on every Sunday, and there are songs, there's skits, impressions. Do you think he does? Uh, I mean, he must have producers. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, but he does all the voices. He he writes, you know, oh, songs. Wow. I mean, I'm sure he's got a band that helps. Right. But he does all the, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody level backup <laughs> vocals. It's pretty impressive. It's fucking hilarious. That's great. That's great. Yeah, the show. Every week on the show, he covers the Catholic molestation scandals. Oh. And it's fucking frightening because oh. every week there's some crazy there's priest who's getting forgiven or moved to another parish oh, somewhere right. Right. around the world. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Did you hear the one about the... There was a Catholic priest that was at a... Starting off like a joke. <laughs> it, was a, it was a Catholic priest at a school for the deaf. So uh-huh. a bunch of deaf boys. Oh, no. And he had a mock Dude. song all about it. I don't know. I haven't heard it, man. I have not heard it. Deaf boys don't hear you coming. Deaf boys. Da-na-na-na-na. And then, he, of course, he stacks his harmonies, like thirds, fifths, yeah, and just, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. endless harmony tracks. Oh. funny as fuck wow how can you watch the simpsons but not be a south park fan i'm I'm a south park fan what are you talking about i i like south park oh (laughs) did you see the pandemic special i did it was on hbo i watched the hour it was hour long special that was hot fire no it was not Mickey Mouse in Wuhan fucking a bat with Randy. I love the Mickey Mouse evil character. Good, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, Disney just did this deal with uh, Fox. Fox uh, yeah. And so you're having all these, you know, just. Well, Simpsons is now owned by Disney. I mean, if you think it's evil that Run the Jewels were forced to sign a major label deal, I mean, that pales in comparison to the Disney Fox deal. I mean, that's just evil on a level that the world has never seen before. Mm hmm. And that's, I think, where they're, where they're going with the Mickey Mouse character, because it's an evil Mickey yeah. trying to run the world like Les Grossman, just right. wrecking shit. Right. The Muppets are now Disney-owned. Simpsons, Disney-owned. And then this is the whole thing, is that, the, you know, whatever, I forget the Chinese conglomerate, they have like a 48 or whatever percent share mm-hmm. in the company, so it's like, it's not good. Not good for for Hollywood for awesome content. Uh, uh. The other awesome South Park was the, uh, when they redid Indiana Jones. You know, yeah. George <laughs> Lucas and Steven Spielberg just <laughs> raping Indy. That was a f- uh, yes, and I'm a huge Indy fan. J.J. Abrams, we know you're tired, dude. Your stomach is going crazy over there. I keep hearing it. You should feed it something. China is going to eat our lunch. You're listening to the 525 Records podcast, brought to you by Starbucks Veranda Blend, now available in K-Cups. My favorite blend, Starbucks. We're, me and Mark are single-handedly destroying the world with our K-Cup usage. I think we've gone through enough to fill this room. I think I've had 10 a day for a month. Easy, ten, easily 10 a day, probably. And every time I throw them in the trash, I... Th- I shed a little tear. Yeah. And tiny, a very tiny, very teeny, tiny little tear you shed. The planet will die for my convenience of coffee drinking. That's right. 
My guest today on the podcast, none other than Mark Breidenbach. Oh. He's a musician, if you didn't know. And uh, I'm just looking on your SoundCloud now, and you have a song called Would You Like a Bath? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. That's How little, did you come up with that creative name? It's a little inside joke uh, between me and a good friend, um, Kathy. She, um, When we talk, sometimes we'd, we'd bring up... I'd say, oh, I'm going to take a bath. And she thought that was hilarious. That I was always taking baths. I love to take baths. Um, so that that's really where that comes from. Um, and I would, it, it's kind of creepy, though, if you, I would talk about having, like, if a stranger came by the house, I would have them come in. I'd go, oh, nice for visiting. Thanks. Thank you for visiting. Um, would, would you like a bath? Would you like a bath? <laughs> Just an odd question to ask somebody. Would Would you like a bath? Would you like a refreshing bath? <laughs> Go for a refreshing bath. With an ice cold can of lemon liqueur. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. That's where that would you would you like a bath came from. Well, one of the reasons you like baths now is because uh you lost both of your legs. Yeah. And yeah. now you fit in a bathtub like butter on toast. Man, <laughs> it is it is pretty nice actually. Sliding right in there. What's that like now, yeah. taking a bath? It's uh the, the 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 bath part is great. The trickiest part is getting in and out of the bath. Because um, I have to sit on the side of the bathtub uh before I before I kinda hop myself in. But but I can like I can stretch out now. It used to be that my knees would you know some part of you had to be out of the bath. When you in my bathtub anyway, because I didn't have a big bathtub. So if I took baths before, yeah, the knees were out, or you know, your torso sitting up or something. But now, the whole body, the whole body is um, is submerged. <laughs> so it's basically it, a, a private hot tub. It is. It is, and yeah, I just keep filling it up with more and more hot water, and and I could stay in there for hours, watch watch movies on my iPad, listen to podcasts. Well, as a, as a larger individual, um, six foot five, pushing three hundred, uh, I could never easily fit into a bathtub. And Little Feet had a song, I think, or an album called "Fat Man in a Bathtub." Oh yes, they did. <laughs> You're right. There's yeah. just nothing funnier than watching someone like me try to squeeze into a bathtub. When was the last time you had a bath? I was feeling like shit. Maybe a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago. Yeah, and tried to take a bath to feel better with an ice cold beer. Oh yeah, did it? Did it? Were you? Were you? Like, was it just? What, what was? Were you sitting like out of it? Were you half cold, half hot? Yeah, the knees get cold because yeah, they're pinned up against they're your chest. Exactly. They, there's no way they're getting underwater. That's so right. you kind of sacrifice the lower half of your body to keep the upper half warm and yeah. get a nice submerged core and just peek your face out. But meanwhile, your your knees are just. <laughs> straight up in, the air, up in the air yeah. freezing cold totally those poor knees you couldn't get them underwater if you tried no now now i have that that problem is gone now in fact in fact i only have one knee currently or well, i mean forever probably <laughs> but yes um as far as bath taking goes um i had one amputation above the knee um, and then one below the knee so and this all happened in the last year I'd say yeah, a year and a half, like a year and a half, two years. And it was it was life threatening blood clots. It was a, it was yeah. a big deal. Yeah, yeah, I had a lot of surgeries, man. I kept getting infections and stuff would happen, and it just was not. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty, it was a big deal. It was a lot of dark days. There were a lot of dark days, indeed. Yes, and, which is funny because you actually have a song titled "Dark Days." I do. Yeah. I think I think it's one of your best songs. Thanks, man. I uh. 
I hear that a lot. I did it at a uh, songwriters competition, and uh, and while I didn't win, um, I, I did get a lot of good responses from it, and people oh, liked it. Oh, hold on! It looks like the request line is lighting up. People are demanding to hear "Dark Days." Oh man, let's let them let's right. give people what they want now. Round about seven on a Saturday night She flew through the front door like she was on fire And I could see she was hoping for a fight She may look pretty friendly But friend, she's got a hell of a bite She tore right into the mess I made While all my reasons were met with shade He said when life starts pushing Gotta start pushing it back You may be a good lover But love ain't gonna keep you on track And I said, oh my goodness I'm in my match Lit me on fire Left me smoking ash Threw me away Like you was throwing away the trash But all in all I can say that you saved me one foot on the pavement and the other in the grave See, I owe you a debt I probably can't repay If you never face the dark, how the hell are you gonna face another day? If I never face the dark, how the hell are I gonna face another day? Tried to edit it up, but I ain't good at math Tried to pass the test, but I ain't got no class Tried to hold your love, but it was fading fast I've been looking at the future, but the future's still looking at the past Maybe one day when we're past our prime Waiting our turn in the cemetery line Hoping that St. Peter might finally open the gate I may have never showed on time But that day I won't be late I said, oh my goodness, I'm in my match Lit me like fire, left me smoking ash Threw me away like you was thrown away the trash but all in all, I can say that you saved me Had one foot on the pavement and the other in the grave See, I gave you a debt and I probably can't repay If we never face the dark, how the hell are we gonna face another day? If I never face the dark, how the hell are I gonna face another day? You can find that song on streaming platforms such as Spotify and iTunes. The hot new single from 525 Records, Dark Days, by Mark Breidenbach. Yeah, please, please bring it up and listen to it. Whenever that, There's that one line in there that's, Tried to add it up, but I ain't good at math. Tried to steal some shit, but I'm short on cash. That, 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 that could be the new version. That's not, the, that's not quite the line, but... Um, I like, I like, that's probably pretty good, actually. I didn't want it to hit so close to home. 
That that song is uh, um, about multiple relationships. Most of my most of my songs, unfortunately, have a sad tinge to them, uh, and and it's because most of my songs um, are just written. I write them from emotions rather than from like stories, I guess. Sad songs. Sad songs say so much. Yeah, sad song. That's how does that song go? Uh, sad songs say so much. Who does that? Oh man, that is. Uh, it's not Paul McCartney, is it? I think it might be Paul McCartney. Are you going to Google? Yeah, I'm going to Google it right now. Oh, it's it's Elton John. God. Elton John wrote that? Yeah, and performed it. Oh, man. So dumb. Yeah, Elton John. That's Elton John. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, man. I really love piano players. So, uh, Elton John, Ben Folds 5, um... Uh, those two guys <laughs> Just Billy Joel no Billy Joel I love as well um, people that take advantage of the piano outside of um, just writing like love songs on them and it's easy to do that I think on the piano uh, so when somebody can take a solo piano and make it sound beautiful and happy then you know, I think that's pretty neat a while back we did a pilot episode for a podcast that never got off the ground it was going to be called drunk with tom and john starring one thomas tk clubber lang closter and uh, the other member john rass mussin not rasmussen (laughs) right right. but i set them both down with a cup with two mics and a big bottle of tequila and they just fucking talked about anything and everything wow but speaking of piano because uh Anybody that knows in the audience, we lost somebody recently by the name of Donnie. Mm. He was a legendary character. Yes, indeed. And the only place you're going to hear this story is right here on the 525 Records podcast because it has not been cleared for release and nobody but John has heard this. So this is uh, the night they destroyed a piano from the drunken, Drunk with Tom and John pilot episode. I was telling a Donnie story today of when we both, when I worked at the Mount Tabor Theater and everybody would take off and me and Donnie would sit in there and drink all night. I've done it with you before. A, yeah, a band, we, a band left a piano behind. A band left a piano behind and we spent about six hours overnight going and finding tools all over the place and taking this piano apart and just leaving it in a big wreck pile in the middle of the room. Uh, <laughs> I thought we were, I thought we were going to get in trouble. The owners laughed it off. But on the walk home from that, broad daylight... So when they came to pick up the piano the next day... It, it was, was, it was some, some, some people left it behind. They it were using there. it as a prop oh. or something. It was, a, it was a junker piano. No one was going to do anything with it. I thought they were like coming back the next day to pick it up, and it was just like a pile <laughs> of <keys. laughs> a, pile, a pile of just... It was, and then we stacked what it all back up. So, yeah. so we pushed everything back inside of it and stacked it all up so it just looked normal. So it just looked like a piano sitting there. But if you were to go up and try to... Pl- or even open the thing, right. just all the keys are gone. You open the thing, the harp is torn apart, every string oh, is broken. And we should have recorded that. We should have put a microphone <laughs> inside of it, because when you're cutting those strings on the harp, and the whole harp's going, <clears throat> and like snapping and popping, and it's freaking breaking loose at the inside of the piano. So, we leave that morning. But why after- did you do it? Oh. This is a Donnie story. Because, man. Because Donnie told Doesn't me. Doesn't that sound kick ass? Dude, the world needs to know. <laughs> So on the walk home we're from that, not. I see we're, we're walking, we're down by, uh, we're just on, just east of Lad's Edition on Hawthorne, walking down, coming all the way down to here, I believe, at the time. And there's a pink Jeep across the across Hawthorne. 
And I'm like, Donnie, I look saw at look pink at, Jeep today. Look at that pink Jeep. It was like salmon. Donnie's like, I'm gonna go take a shit on that Jeep. And I'm like, ha ha, hey he he. He fucking darts across the road, across Hawthorne, broad daylight, hops on top of the hood of the Jeep, broad drops trow, drops trow, squats down, and tries his hood? tries his hardest to squeeze his shit under the hood of this pink Jeep. <laughs> Never, never got the fulfilling thud. Yeah, that'll work. He's making music. He's doing good. There's something so fascinating about the sound of a piano being destroyed, isn't there? I mean, I got to tell you, so that we, I have a just piano destroying. Oh, you do. Well, you've I, destroyed a piano. Oh yeah, yeah. And it wasn't from your awesome hot fire playing it. It was <laughs> no, it was not. It was in a, it was an old upright piano. Um, it had been painted white. It this was back during my first marriage. Uh, it had been painted white, and it was in um, the house on um, Center Street, I believe. Anyway, we took it into the backyard. Somehow got it down there. And Seth actually um, put his tape recorder inside the piano while we started to smash it with a sledgehammer and break the strings apart and everything. And I believe Seth Gibson still has that recording somewhere um, of us smashing apart this piano. But it was uh, it was a junk piano, and it was easier to take take it to the dump in pieces than it was to load it into some truck as a piano true death yeah so um so yeah we we smashed it up and and recorded the whole thing and uh there was probably seven or eight of us back there um did you ever know donnie oh yeah donnie stayed you know he our house on on holgate man that's where he'd come over all the time he'd come over also during uh because he worked i think I'm not sure if you were. It was Albert and Kyle. Kyle lived at the. Kyle Gibson was a uh, Seth Gibson's brother. Um, Kyle lived at the house on Center Street with, with me um, and, and my first wife, and, and he lived down in the basement. Um, and he got a job, I think, with the city maybe or doing something um, uh, that that required you know a date a daytime job, and he he would. Uh, yeah, him and Donnie were were always going for it. So, um, or going to the job, and he'd come by the house after work and drink beers and stuff, hang out. Did a lot of day drinking with Donnie. Yes, I, I would. I would also like to say I know that 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 um, Donnie during during that job was drunk um, consistently throughout the job. I believe so. He was yeah, but Donnie. Never shit. Donnie was still the same <laughs> if he was drunk or wasn't drunk to me anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess he was definitely a lot more uninhibited, not drunk, but did you do you remember when I had an underground blackjack table game? Down in five two five? No, at the Holgate house. I had a blackjack table in the living room. Oh, yes, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I used to yeah. have an underground casino going and Donnie was my best client. Was he? <laughs> I, I don't know how many hundreds of dollars he lost playing blackjack on my blackjack table, but I think I forgave forgave it all. There was a lot of debt relief on that, huh? There's that's, a notebook somewhere yeah. that has all the figures. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where I remember hanging out with Dan, Donnie the most, was at the 75th and Hulk. And I don't remember much from that time just because of how much we partied back then. So, uh, But I, the move yeah. for my catering, because you know when you run an underground casino, you have to provide... 
catering food and beverages so it would be an 18 pack of ronnier in cans or bottles preferably bottles and then i would make bagels with cream cheese with one of those hash brown patties in the middle oh yeah and we just suck down rainies and uh, eat bagel sandwiches <laughs> perfect and then i would deal hands to him i'd give him markers i'd be like how much do you want he'd be drunk he'd be like give me another hundred <laughs> pull a hundred out of the Perfect. rag this was before uh, your vegas days right yeah. when you actually before you yeah. actually went and trained and became a this is like 97 wow. 98 yeah. yeah it had to have been right yeah 98 because we got here in 97 i think so donald isasaga rest in peace rest in peace buddy um so one thing i, I kind of want to bring up one thing that that people say that or uh, I've heard it a few times that, that people think I'm mean to you. You think I'm mean to you, Elliot? No, not at all. No. Oh. Shut up, you fucking asshole. Those people are full of shit. <laughs> are you going to play the song, asshole? <laughs> the song is called Run the Jewels. It's off the 2014 album Scenery by the great band Less Cash featuring Mark Breidenbach. Run the Jewels off the 2014 release album Scenery by the band Less Cash. Who is that fantastic slide guitar player on that track? Man, that just is the best part of the song to me. Yeah, it's um, little known, a little known um, Russian musician that we hired. Um, his name is uh, uh, Yatsma, I think is how you pronounce his first name, Yatsma uh, Zarliftikov. Zarliftikov. I thought it was Yatsma Katsma. Oh, maybe that's what he goes by now. Yeah, Yatsma Katsma is his stage name that he gets is well recognized by now. Yeah. I mean, that song's good, but I think what really brings it over the top is that amazing slide guitar work. Yeah, that that you did, I believe. Is that you on slide guitar, Elliot? Who, me? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Couldn't it be? Um, yeah, yeah, I remember having you come out um, to the studio after we recorded that and said, I want you to do... Um, do something that you're, you know, because you're an amazing guitarist. And you said, I'll pay you. I said, I'll, I, 
guys. I'll pay you back someday. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was like, uh, yeah. I'm what they call a pro bono session. Yeah, session. you're a pro bono. Better than a pro bono. Please let me play on your record. <laughs> right. <laughs> there was a lot of... There's a lot of that. Um, that record is fan fucking tastic, if you ask me. Thanks, uh, man. It's available courtesy of Five Five Records on all your favorite streaming platforms: Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere else music is sold, except for Slacker Radio and Title. Uh, right, again, we haven't gotten there yet because we haven't paid Jay Z enough. Yeah, but one day, yeah, that Run the Jewels uh, song is is on there. Yeah, it, um, it's probably the the shortest song on the album. I would say it's about a bank robbery, so it's both. It's got to be short. You're supposed to get in and out, you know, during a bank robbery. That's my uh, theory of making love in and in, out. In and out. One get time, in, get rid of. Get <laughs> Always leave them wanting more. Yeah, yeah. Or less. Or less cash. Ooh, good one. Hey, zinger. <laughs> so, hey, look who's awesome. Look who's on the ball. Hmm. <laughs> It's the 525 Records podcast. My guest today, Mark Breitenbach. What up? The album is called Scenery. Yeah. Recently re-released, courtesy of 525 Records. Yeah, thank you. We're going to go out with the title track called Scenery. Off the album, Scenery. By the band Les Cash. Mark Breitenbach, lead vocals and guitar. Thanks, buddy. Coming at you right now.
God, that song rocks. Man, that song is good. The title track off the album Scenery by Les Cash. The song is called Scenery. There's a fantabulous music video for that that you can find on YouTube. On the 525 Records YouTube channel. <laughs> Mark, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast Man, today. Thank you so much, Elliot. Any I plugs? Know. Any... Uh, <clears throat> um go uh go go follow me at mark breitenbach music on on facebook and go to soundcloud look for mark breitenbach uh, b-r-e-i-t-e-n-b-a-c-h um and uh follow me there Bandcamp. um and now of course through 525 with uh um, itunes and spotify um those are the, the the big ones please um go and add me to your your playlist and stuff please um and then uh yeah man i i i really appreciate it man i gotta say that there's a there's a handful of people that i consider true friends brother and you're one of them and, well and, thank you this is uh i love what you're doing with this podcast dude it's come uh it's, it's gotten so good um and so quick too you're, you're just you're blowing my mind it's great it's the number one never listen to podcast on <laughs> itunes <laughs> that's uh I expect no less so at 525 records uh social media twitter instagram what's your ig what is it mark uh it's uh m bright seven five m bright seven five that's yeah. mark on instagram b-r-e-i-t sorry m m bright seven five yeah. what's up with that last name bro? dude it's just you know, it's, it's what i it's what i have <laughs> so Fuck. i gotta make the best of it <laughs> why would you be chosen to be born with such a crazy last name oh, man I, you know i didn't it, people remember it that's the that's the blessing to it though that guy britain back uh bread and butter uh, uh brown bag lunch uh, what is his name again mark breitenbach he was teased mercilessly in school <laughs> those were all real <laughs> mark brown bag lunch was my favorite by by a long shot and i think that was a i think that was a schaefer introduction a bill schaefer bill schaefer shout, shout out. out shout out buddy well, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening, everybody. The 525 Records Podcast, Mark Breitenbach. We'll see you next time. Peace.